to another episode of Under Bench Staples with Russell. That's me. Hi, hi. 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 I'm Patrick. Are you Patrick? Patrick Treslecki. <laughs> Treslecki? We're still going to say Treslecki forever. Hi. Treslecki forever. Yeah, Treslecki forever, if not forever. Welcome to another catch-up and reaction to a really, really great episode of MasterChef Australia You start tonight. almost every episode by complimenting the episode that you've just seen. Because they're all really good and yeah, I'm enjoying them. a really good episode. But I like this one. I cannot, I cannot wait until you come on here and say... Really bad episode. Yeah, do you know when that happens? It's when my favourite, whoever that might be, gets eliminated. Who is your current favourite? I don't really have one. I have about three or four at the moment. Give me three. Three at the moment, I would say I really like uh, Grace. I really like Theo. And I am really liking Declan at the moment as well. You? I don't have any. Oh, have you not? No, because I think like... Oh! Go on. One. Um, well, the one I really liked has gone home already. Twice? No. Okay, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's just say that. So that's I, not saying that they I are. I prefer to not okay. put that out into the world. But yeah, you make me. Um, but I would. I, also, I asked you first. I know, and I yeah, true. Um, uh, I'd also add there's about three, four of this as well. I I'm really fond of this group. It's a really even playing field. Like usually at this point, I have a favorite, and I'm kind of gunning them towards. You also usually have like one who you hate. I don't think you're quite there no, yet. Hate is a very strong word that grates on me, yeah. The person that it is this year is Kath. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. I'm sorry. I know, but you'd also and love to go for, like, Tia or House as well. I'm uh, going to explain that in this episode. Oh, are you? Yes. Okay. So, um, th- this is the immunity challenge of this week. And we have some exciting dishes. Um... Let's go through the episode in detail. So it is a white apron day. Everyone walks in with a giant gift box on the bench. So giant that Addy um, wasn't (laughs) visible behind one of them, which was quite cute. Stop Um, holding her height against her. I know, I know, I know. It's it's, it's very rude. Um, And when it was revealed, every single person had a different appliance, which the task was they had to use only that as a plug-in appliance. Obviously, they can use an oven, they can use a fridge, and they can use the hob, but they could not use use any other so no stick mm. blenders no uh, electric carving knives no sous vides no waffle <laughs> who irons who uses an electric carving knife my dad still yeah if you're having a roast at Jimmy's it is you, you know dinner's nearly ready when all you can hear is <laughs> like it's like dinner's ready it's like the it's like a call to action type everybody of thing. who grew up in the 90s can hear that sound yeah. still in their ears yeah and it's actually the same one we had in the 90s as well that's the craziest thing it still works um, indestructible so, yeah absolutely M- most appliances then were they were and people aka me um, 91 um, in terms of the ap- appliances that everyone had Declan got a pressure cooker Amy had a KitchenAid or as they called it a stand mixer but we all call it a KitchenAid I mean they clearly had 
kitchen aid in uh, shot often. Uh, Phil had an ice cream machine. PTSD for that. Uh, Robbie had a cold press juicer. And when asked, it was like, Robbie, what have you got? I don't know. I don't know. It, it was a, it was it was that it was that uh, Chris Kamara Jeff Stelling moment of what's going on, Chris? I don't know, Jeff. It was great. Haven't they scored? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It was very that. I really enjoyed that. Uh, Adia had the air fryer. Kath had a hand beater. And this says Grave had a fryer, but I'm assuming that means... Who's Grave? Grace had a fryer, okay? And actually, what a fine fryer it is as well. It's a Tefal Oleo Clean. It is the one we highly recommend uh, from our book, Hot Fat. Highly favoured. Uh, haven't got fantastic. an uh, affiliate link. I'd love yeah. one, yeah. but uh, haven't well, got one. Harvey so. Nor- well, Harvey Norman Ireland, um, if you're listening. Who do we have to speak to in Harvey Norman AU? Yeah, but IE as well. Or both. Or both. Yeah. yeah. Press trip to Australia to just shop in Harvey Norman's and bring it back. Or a press trip to Australia for the next season to be permanently up on the gantry Watching in real time Like commenting Like we are now Yeah Okay cool Let's do that um, The prizes were uh, Obviously a shot At getting an immunity pin Immunity on Sunday But also a nice little bonus From the aforementioned Harvey Norman uh, A 10,000 Australian dollary do Gift <laughs> card do. It's a Simpson thing um, Gift card For uh, appliances For the home Nice If you were given 10,000 Immediately handed over In a silver gift card For Harvey Normans For Harvey Norman What would you spend it on Immediately A telly So we could watch more (laughs) MasterChef Australia In higher definition I love that Your first purchase Is not even in The room of the kitchen (laughs) If I bought another appliance For the kitchen Patrick You'd give out to me Yeah but Imagine space is not an issue. I would buy like a range cooker and a really nice fridge that talks to me and has a camera inside. Hmm. Yeah. What would you do? Um, maybe. Maybe like a really good dryer. Oh, wow. Okay. A dryer. Or a wine fridge, just because I could. As in, like, I've. To say you've earned the 10k is one thing, but like it, it's not a real earning. So you've basically just been handed the 10k. I'm spending that on a wine fridge and then everything else afterwards. Okay, you can't say the dryer. Uh, the dryer. You can't say the fryer. Dryers okay. and fryers. Because obviously the two of us have a huge love of a deep fat fryer. It. it, it It'd be essentially insider trading. It would at this be. Point. <laughs> like, as in, if we actually picked a fryer, it would be like, right, so this is rigged. Which appliance would you be most happy to get? Um, probably the ice cream machine, just because I think the person who gets that gets the upper hand because it's clear the thing you're going to make. Everything mm. else is kind of open to interpretation. Mm. How about you? Um, I would probably go with the hand beater. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, the possibilities there of doing, um, you know, you could do cake. You could do cake with a nice. You could. You could actually almost do like a baked Alaska if there's some ice cream yeah. in the. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if there's ice cream pre-made. I, 
Are there freezers in the, in the pantry? pantry? I don't think anybody's Again, ever taken Again, if we could ever be sent to Australia to have a look around yeah, here, just, hur- to, hurry up. just to inform our our commentary on what's in the pantry. As experts, only yeah. 14 episodes yeah, yeah, yeah. into it. But as in just to be able to see what's actually in the pantry, like unless yeah. we can get an inventory of it to help us. But if not, you could make like make... If you did three things with the hand beater, you could do a little sponge. Yeah. <clears throat> then you could do maybe whisk up a little parfait and put it into the deep, the, uh, deep freezer, the blast chiller, or into a freezer itself. And then you can do a lovely uh, meringue on top and make like a bum Alaska. Fabulous. Yeah. Excellent. Well, very retro. Very retro. So how about we dive right in to I want to say that I think there's a couple of klaxons here for the first time in whites I could be wrong Uh, in terms of going for an immunity yeah Yeah, I think we've got Grace, Amy and Phil who haven't yet been in whites Addy has Declan has Robbie has Mm. Kath has that could be right yeah yeah. Um, so that's exciting that others are getting the chance in there should we talk about them individually quickly yeah let's go through each of the dishes individually and how they were judged as well okay so we'll start on Addy who had the uh, air fryer Mm. she did kataifi prawns with a kind of uh, aioli on the side Um, a prawn head mayo prawn head mayo yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, but if you're using prawn heads, you definitely call it an aioli. Yeah, on a menu in like a yeah. local bar that people go get freaked um, out. Into the prawn heads in the mayo mm. for sure. Mm. Um, a deep flavour. The um, cat taifi, um angel prawns, hair. angel hair pastry. Um, I loved the idea. I loved the execution. I do think to a certain degree, and this is crazy to think how trendy air fryers are, I actually felt it was kind of a disadvantage to get an air fryer because either you are used to using it or not. Uh And equally, you have an oven on your countertop and you have an oven underneath your counter. So in a way, I kind of felt it was a little bit of an unfair, useless kind of thing. Gadget, I guess, in a way. There goes the Harvey Norman uh, product placement deal. But that can be edited out yeah, in post, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Um I think this <laughs> Addy's performance in this episode in this part of this episode really put into context to me like um is Australia behind the rest of the world in in air fires? Because Addy hadn't ever used one. Shannon said he'd never used I, one either. I was kinda like, can our Aussie Listenership, the millions of you out there, can you phone in and just update us on like how covered Australia is in air fryers? The cult of air fryer has it opened a branch in Australia yet? Is there because, is there a support group? Because actually, of the Aussie f- people that we follow on Instagram in particular. I'm thinking especially of past mm. contestants. Like I I'm haven't really it. seen a lot of them, if any of them, do anything with it and so. like in home kitchens like definitely across Europe definitely they're the new George Foreman definitely in the States and who has a George Foreman anymore well yeah um, so Addy I think a good effort they did pro- look they did look like they were air fried and I mean there's that, a look there's a look it's that kind of thing of 
maybe it hasn't it a bit dry it hasn't maybe been turned in a way that mm. the cir- even though there's the air circulation the color circulation doesn't quite match so if you cook that in air fryer or in a deep fryer they're not interchangeable fyi but there would be a different look to it and if you cooked it in the oven or the air fryer they would also look different again i think you get an even color around because almost you have to either kind of spray or glaze in oil mm. the thing yeah exactly the and i think fryer. that was it but i'd still eat it naturally okay we are going to go on to grace who used the deep fryer yes. and her dish was harissa charred lettuce with an anchovy croquette and a yogurt where sauce the, by the end of it where did the lettuce go yeah well like see, when they presented it it ended up being like an anchovy and chili croquette see i just take things down as they introduce yeah. it first and then <laughs> i'm like mm, okay I, I tend to do the same with it i tried to take it down as they as they presented as well and oh dear the the only note i wrote is grace needs our book <laughs> never made a croquette before i'm sending one i'm so i will send a personalized copy yeah um i've got a couple of these throughout this episode is that the best use of the appliance i would argue that a croquette isn't and I would argue that too. Especially with, with, with the judges, especially when you have someone like Melissa who she's like, I love a deep fat for her. I don't think a croquette, unless you're doing something like an ooey, goozy... Goo- goozy? Oozy, gooey, um, like ham on and queso, queso, cheesy, you know, Spanish-style croquette. It, it's it's kind of like a bit redundant. I guess doing potato <laughs> ones is fine but it's not going to set the world on fire they're a little bit dry you need a lot of moisture in there you need a good dip i would say if that were me being the deep fried aficionado that i am my instant thing would have been i am doing nashville style fried chicken because you've got fresh oil that you're popping in your chicken into you can take a little bit of the oil out and make that and then put it just on a slice of bread pickles happy days they would pure pure hands in all over your cheeks like like yeah obviously i love korean fried chicken but i wouldn't do that because there's so many different ingredients and elements whereas with the with the nashville style it's it's a bit more intuitive Mm. in that moment in that like 75 minutes also like you've got the whole pantry and the garden i play hadn't you here Mm. i mean courgette flowers like fill them with if you're thinking of like the best use of the appliance yeah i'm instantly going courgette flowers stuffed stuffed. a mousse in inside them like honey dripping over the top of it yeah so i think that was uh so so use of the appliance Uh, can we go on to amy next on the KitchenAid because i also have this under her because she did a sardine flatbread now if you have a stand mixer KitchenAid at your disposal in this challenge are you really going to use that on a flatbread that you can easily compile in a bowl and roll on the bench ooh good point I mean like yeah you could granted you do get a bit more kneading done yeah. and it probably makes it less of a Hands dense yeah. flatbread because a lot of flatbreads especially when handmade can be quite dense I know recipes that we've used for flatbreads in the past uh, such as Helen Graves one from her amazing book uh, Live Fire 
there's an amazing one in there and that requires a stand mixer and kneading and everything like that but quick ones tend to always have the same thing about texture and it's not as light and fluffy and airy so using it is possibly clever considering the time Mm. but a flatbread in my mind and probably yours as well is you have a 30 minute challenge make a flatbread on the side yeah yeah it isn't gonna be the star but it'll be there on the side like would you the power of a KitchenAid yeah in aerating in whipping in kind of combining Mm. ingredients together like okay so take the dish take exactly what she did and elevate it Elevate it using what's available and everything like that. What would you do to, to turn this? It was under a salsa verde, if I remember correctly. Mm. Uh, san sardines, sa- sardonias. I was gonna call them. Sardonias. <laughs> sardonias. Uh, sardines on top. They looked sardines look beautiful. I'd have to say, and the flatbread. What would you do to maybe elevate it, still using the ingredients, but maybe utilizing it better? Is, would you? So I have to use those exact ingredients. Yeah, you see, if I had the KitchenAid, I, think her idea I was instantly good. think sweet. I okay. really instantly do. Yeah, I would do some kind of like cream situation, full something okay. like aerated, light, um, a mousse, a meringue, yeah. anything that a harnesses the power yeah. and b adds in air. Fair, even you know, like a quick ice cream. Yeah Is yeah. possible in that In the way that In a hand one It probably isn't I don't know See I would have I would possibly done Something along the lines More like a It's not very different But more like a pizza base Type of vibe mm. Maybe a lightly Slightly aerated pizza base um, uh, Thicker than What I'm trying to get at Is that it's breadier Than a flatbread It has more aeration More texture And everything like that As much as possible Within the time and maybe kept the salsa verde and maybe added in a ricotta or a scamorza yeah. kind of situation and still kept the sardines and made it almost akin to like a pisladier kind of pizza oh, kind of vibe delicious. except green instead of red in nice. that kind of way just to kind of show off the stand mixer a bit more because as you say a stand mix you can make pizza dough both ways by hand and by a stand mixer yeah. but that aeration that extra kneading that you know I feel the pizza dough might have done better with it. Yeah. What totally. I know, but anyway, I just felt I just felt the same. But also lovely dish. So, so then can we go on to the hand uh blend? Yes. Uh, hand uh, hand beater. Hand mixer. Yeah, hand beaters Kath kept hand, calling it. Hand, kept talking about beater. licking many hand beaters. Um <laughs> Don't so. want to know about your personal <clears throat> life. Uh, no, lovely. Um, she decided to do her mom's birthday cake, which is a very family recipe, very homely. Um, I thought it was a lovely story to bring into the Beautiful. kitchen. We love seeing family stories coming into the kitchen, especially those kind of traditional memories and all that. The issue, I love the fact that she says, I'm going to lick the beaters regardless I am in the kitchen. I didn't see her lick the beaters, so... I did. Did you? Was I looking at my they, phone? They had like three scenes of close-ups of her like... Licking those beaters. Mm-hmm. The uh, original kind of uh, red flag issue kind of moment that came along was the vanilla 
and it was one called Very Vanilla, if I remember correctly. I thought it was Berry Vanilla was it or something. Vanilla? Okay. Yeah. And it ended up being too sweet. And in a cake that has sugar and a jam that has sugar and a vanilla that's very sweet, the balance is potentially going to be off. So to counteract that, adding in lime, basil, basil the jam. and salt, I heard at one point as well, to kind of balance it out, which is, you know, nice. think on your feet, get it done, everything like that. Um, beautifully presented. I love the fact it was a birthday cake with candles, the candles. and they had to blow it out. Like love that. that. So yeah. camp, and I love that. I would argue probably a little bit too on the homely side. Okay. What do you think? I wrote, hate this interpretation of the brief <laughs> and then I continue is it in caps yes <laughs> H-A-T-E this interpretation of the brief hath hath <laughs> look that recipe is is special to you only because it's special to you that is a Victoria sponge yeah this is MasterChef. This is an immunity cook. This is a 10K prize cook. And she wanted it because she this just got a new kitchen. This is an immunity pin cook, okay? You should not get into an immunity cook, as in against the chef, by producing a Victoria sponge. Okay. I'm sorry. The, absolutely atrocious. Okay. No, you'd eat it, but like in this stage of the competition, but like it is so uninspiring. Oh, I'm just going to do a sponge cake, cream and jam. Mm. So sorry, this is MasterChef. Absolutely not. Mm. No way. True. Um, how about we go on to the other suite, which is Phil, who had the ice cream machine, and he did a tea ice cream, chocolate hazelnut biscuit, and a chocolate mousse. Mm. Mm. So ice cream in the past has been his foe mm -hmm. And he has been heavily criticised by the judges yeah. And as is their right They lamped on the pressure And the pressure was felt I think Yeah I think the pressure was felt I think the pressure got to him in the most positive way possible It really lit a fire under him Um I'm really glad to see that he got his redemption dish out there and they were very, very happy. Uh, overall... Can we talk about the colour of the ice cream? Oh, stunning. I could taste a cup of tea yeah, even yeah. looking at it. Yeah, that maltiness was beautiful. Mm. Now, it was interesting. He said, like, Andy hates English breakfast tea. I don't blame him. He should have a cup of Barry's Irish tea. He might change his mind. Um, but it looked... it. The components looked beautiful, but the plating was not great. The plating, the plating was no. a bit wrong. I actually also think that the color of the plate, I think it was a blue, navy blue plate, I think was a wrong choice. I think actually on white, I'm not normally a lover of pure yeah. white plates, but this I think would have benefited from it just because you're already using kind of darker tones with the chocolate, the hazelnut and the tea itself is just kind of a multi grayish moving into creamy colours I would have preferred that myself how about um, if it got served on a denim plate a jate a jate I wouldn't be happy without a jate <laughs> okay okay come on kids it's time for dinner get the jates out um, interesting comments that were said there it did feel that in the pre-break kind of preview that it felt like Jock was getting very very critical and all this type of stuff and um, as proud Irishmen we were kind of like 
Is that Scott gonna give out to our Irish boy like now? No, he isn't English at least. I know, I know. The Irish and Scots are the best. We're pals, friends. I know, I know. But 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 have to look have to look out for the Irish boys now. And uh, he also is Italian, Scottish, so it's okay, 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 okay. So we had to just keep an eye out for him, and it was like, oh, he's actually paying him a compliment now. So that was nice. He did. They all said that it was mental that the the progression that they've seen so far, which is great to hear, because at the beginning of the series, he was meeting two veg guy, and they was doing dishes like this on the fly with some interesting flavors. Going for tea in an ice cream is a bit weird and then the inspiration being tea and biscuits is like oh that makes sense I think he is absorbing every ounce yeah. from his competitors he needs to be in this arena because he's just drinking up the the experience mm-hmm. others could be coming to this kitchen being a more rounded chef having inventive ideas but there's others who come here and it is the playground that they need mm. to elevate their own yeah. ideas. That's and the thing about Phil is he always has this look of like childhood dread yeah. as he goes up to the judging table yeah. of like he is about to be scolded yeah. because he's quizzed by his teacher. Yeah. And he looks terrified every time and I guess especially in dishes he's proud in I think the ones in the dishes where he knows he's not doing well in he goes up with a defeated look it's very he's very very telling like that Um, let's move on to Robbie how would you use a cold pressed juicer in this challenge (laughs) I don't know quickly Um, (laughs) I would probably go down the same idea that Robbie did I would go what Fruit or veg or herb or whatever. Can you put herbs into a juicer? I don't know. I have no idea. Probably not. Probably get clogged on it. Um, I would put whatever fruit or veg that I know makes a good sauce, makes a good dressing or whatever, and use that just to help the process rather than stewing down fruits so let's say you're sure. doing something and it, traditionally you're making a jam you're making a gel you're making a flavour for an ice cream obviously I know they couldn't make an ice cream in this particular challenge because Robbie could only use this thing but if in that kind of instance you'd make something that you know you could extract flavour intensely from it would be something like that mm. um, he went for oranges to um essentially do duck a l'orange which i think is a great idea yeah. um Be- beautifully cooked the duck the duck looked it was stunningly hot. cooked yeah i did think the plating overall was a little bit weird and a bit unconventional um he did i i i, I loved and i kind of was perplexed when he put into the oven the carrots whole width the fronds and all on <laughs> I was like oh weird but also kind of slightly intrigued because like obviously use it all and make the mm. most of it and I'm like I wonder what you know did he uh, we didn't see enough of how he cooked or why he cooked um, but I wonder if he used the fronds and everything like that in another way or anything like he that he hadn't put carrot in the sauce no I don't think so no okay. he he did put uh, the orange and the carrots were along the side and there was mushrooms as well with it, which I thought uh, there was a few elements that were a bit wrong and I'd say if this was an elimination challenge edit. it would be a different thing edit but edit. that duck and that sauce the looked duck stunning beautiful yeah 
absolutely beautiful. Yeah. And he then had we, the, he had the he had the hardest one, I think. Yes, I think so. And then we get to Declan, who had the pressure cooker, and he yeah. cooked an Asian salt chicken with rice. Yeah, he was saying it was a Thai-inspired chicken broth, peanut lime sambal. Um, I would say with a pressure cooker, it's something you either learn quickly because you've got Mel, Andy and Jock staring at you and you're like, <laughs> I gotta use this or you're used to using it and cooking with it. And I have a feeling he's kind of like he's familiar but still doesn't quite know but knows what he can do with it. Yeah. And very, very clever to throw in lots of aromatics into the broth with the chicken get the chicken cooked. I think he said it was like 10 minutes in there which is a great way to just get yeah. get it done quick keeping it moist and everything and then using said broth yeah. to create a sauce. Yeah. It Absolutely. Looks, yeah. I mean he he it's interesting because you would you kind of have him in this pigeonhole of he always cooks fish mm. but this time he really couldn't because you kind of can't in a pressure cooker it isn't ideal for it so he chose the chicken and great choice of ingredients yeah. he packed the flavor into that broth like the I would argue in the dish he presented there wasn't a whole lot of cooking other than the chicken and the rice and the broth and the broth yeah but the broth kind of cooks as the chicken cooks but it has to be reduced down yeah yeah but the kind of accompaniments mm. were all just kind of assembled stuff yeah yeah however the it judges worked. adored it um it was nice he he was very emotional with the feedback mm. um i think it's kind of a bit of a turning point we're starting to see a lot of refinement he's still the cheeky chappy he's still a bit silly with things that he says but my god does he want to learn totally and you're seeing that he is learning along the way and i think this is a great pat on the back for him getting to do this uh he got the 10k for a kitchen he's and he gets 24 to, years 24 old. years old i know it's crazy um i hate young people and has a 10k kitchen yeah you know. i know and he also gets a cook against a very 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 well respected beautiful well beautiful chef beautiful well. and gorgeous yeah. and amazing hair yeah. I loved under the gantry <laughs> all the girls are like oh my god like, who is that and then <laughs> who was it who joked to Robbie is this what you were like when you were younger and he's like yeah all the, all the women be like Robbie Robbie come over to me Alice I think it was, was it Alice yeah. who was saying that I just loved that I love I love how his I just love how everyone just loves him so mm. much and like hopefully he gets very very far in the competition but if he gets eliminated at any point like that's going to be a really emotional there'll be tears yeah even from course. us I just think everyone's gonna it's gonna be sad to see him yeah. if if he does get eliminated along the way so so the chef in question yeah. Sergio Pereira who is ex Arzac Mugaritz El Bully I mean could you think of a more high-end CV? And like, he also cooked at this restaurant called Chris Hemsworth as well. <laughs> Isn't he his, like, private chef or something? Yeah, something yeah. like that, yeah. Um, anyway, that's not important. They so, had four cloches to choose from. I love cloche. Love a cloche. Uh, four, with, four, four of them, shock, with f different unique pairings. 
so each of the four cloches had a thing inside it. Yeah, would you believe it? Wow. I know, I know. Um, there were unique flavour pairings. Strange combinations, but ones that work. As a sidebar, before you introduce these, the flavour thesaurus. The book. The book. What I used to call it? The flavour Theosaurus. A Theosaurus. Like a dinosaur that knows Theosaurus Rex. <laughs> it comes in two editions currently. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant for this kind of yeah. challenge of changing your perception of how ingredients pair. Mm-hmm. It's great. So, this challenge, uh, unusual kind of beat the chef uh, challenge, 75 minutes for the contestants, so Declan's 75, Sergio had 60, Garden and Pantry, I wrote Panty, whoops, uh, all in play, uh, but I, I type really quickly when He's I do this. He's had a wine. Yeah, and uh, the flavour pair must be front and centre, that's the key thing. I think that's the first time this season that, that they, they have, have that. expressly yeah. said it must be yeah. tasty. Exactly. Um, the combinations, dark chocolate and parmesan, um, carrots and raspberries, mushrooms and blueberries, and mandarins and tarragon. Declan got to choose one, leaving the three others open for Sergio, and Declan chose the mandarins and tarragon. Yes, interesting. I think probably the most obvious pairing the kind of herbal the citrus mm. good pairing the mm. other ones were a bit challenging yeah and then Sergio had to choose between the other three and he chose the mushrooms and the blueberries mm. because of the umami mm. and the sweet those mushrooms looked hot mm. I would have eaten them all and they both chose fish yeah they both chose very similar flavour profiles yes which is quite interesting um as they were cooking along Declan I just loved at the very beginning it was like I'm doing a burnt blanc it's just so adorable and then Shannon have to be like I'll get you speaking French by the yeah. end of this so you end up doing a tarragon burr blanc um, mandarin salad kingfisher is that what it was yeah Kingfish. Kingfish. Kingfish, yeah. Kingfish <laughs> or kingfish. Uh, yeah, steamed kingfish. And then Sergio. His dish was very... Stuff happening. Stuff. I think, Stuffy. Yeah. Yeah. I think... As in, like, he, great ideas. He probably grabbed an ingredient or two too many. Mm. And then he... In fairness to them, the thing that separated the two of them was he threw process mm. at stuff. He did purees, he did hibachi, he did loads of stuff. He did a like stewing of the blueberries. Speaking of hibachi, because Sergio is not a contestant in it, Sergio does not get a place. N-A. He, he's not applicable for the hibachi chart, okay? Which still stands at Brett 2, Theo 1, Rhiannon 1, Amy 1. Are we... I'm so- Anyway, um, I think that he chose probably a bit too much. Yeah. And, like, obviously he had a shorter time. He only had the choice of three. He also didn't seem to have a plan. He kind of picked ingredients and hoped to go where, and he even admitted that he was kind of just going where he felt he should go. Um, Interesting in terms of chef procedures and processes. Sergio picked his fish very, very early on, whereas Declan picked his fish very late if the edit is to be believed for that reason he picked his fish very close to the I'd say 15 minute mark or so 20 minute mark and he nice. he 
filleted it there and then and put it into the steamer so very very freshly done um, which I don't know is a good or a bad thing but was a thing clever to steam it yeah because the fish is not the star here yes the judges need to taste the flavour pairing that they set yeah. so so clever that it isn't like a fried fish or any of that thing yeah. or like a stew even pan fried and surgeon it yeah. yeah yeah have it steamed it's just a texture it isn't really a flavour mm. so when it came to the feedback I guess that the judges said is that what you're going to go to yeah, yeah I was just going to say that their plating at the end was very alike both beautiful and I have to give Declan credit in particular I did not expect to see a plate like that yeah. from him. He really did a great job. Um, I don't know whether that's been something that's just been inside him and everything like this, but that plating was gorgeous. And I want to see more of that now. Yeah, very refined. Yeah, very, Beautiful. very good standard. Uh, Sergio's plating was gorgeous as well. Like, there was little chive flowers on that fish, and I was, you, you and I are suckers for chive flowers, yeah. so really, really nice to see. Um, the feedback that was given, they liked all the elements, I guess, individually. On, on, Sergio's. on Sergio's yeah. dish, yeah. But uh, it lacked cohesion. Yeah. Which I do think made a lot of sense uh, they did criticise that it wasn't very mushroom forward either which I guess when mushroom and blueberries are the thing it kind of felt like they were shoehorned in yeah. a little bit too much which I guess is a very fair point tough a tough pairing it isn't the pairing I would choose it's actually probably the least of them yeah. but um, then for Declan they they were just blown away mm. they couldn't tell if it was his or the chef's they were super complimentary about the the evidence of the pairing all of the flavors bright fresh yeah. clear that tarragon Blanc. the only criticism that they made was that it could have been sieved better like the uh, jock said it's magic it looked sensational. It really I did. wanted to drink a bowl of that. Um, when it came to the scoring, Sergio uh, got 787. This 8 came from Jock, where Judge gave 7s. No, you're wrong. He got two sevens and and a 9. No, 8. No. Oh, no. I'm Sergio. Declan had the 9. Declan Oops, nine, spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah, seven eight seven, and then uh, Declan had a eight nine and eight, and again Jock gave the nine. The other two gave an eight. So Jock scored the both of them a point higher than the other judges, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just plateauing them a little bit more, uh, which meant that Declan won this challenge. The first person to get an immunity pin Love in that. this series. Uh, I think you missed it, but his face when he realised who he beat was like the funniest, cutest thing ever because he just was pure like eyes to the side going no way no way did I beat and, and like, really he gets two immunities now yes because he doesn't have to cook in the immunity cook on Sunday which is great and that means that pin kind of becomes handier two three four weeks down the line bearing in mind that Declan was in the immu- uh, the elimination just gone just gone and he was in, in the bottom two 
Yeah. So that's a real elevation and a half. Amazing. Great to get the immunity for this week. You can take a breather and everything like that, but also to have the pen just in case in future can come in. That you can play at any point in elimination. Yes. At the start, end, halfway through. Is that this one? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. 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 Isn't it? Yeah. Can never, they keep fucking changing it around does my head in because remember that time when it was like you had to play it before no I think the past couple of years yeah. it's yeah. just any time it's just uh, ever, ever since Danny got one it's been <laughs> back to win it's just been all over the Therese place. Therese was one yeah who yeah. who went home yeah. wearing a pin yeah never as forget, well never forget okay uh, we're a bit longer today than normal because uh, we're just really happy to be talking about this great episode uh, let's do a quick <laughs> smash and pass um, uh, do you want to include the two dishes at the end in no. it no we're probably not going to do it let's do smash and pass go pads your smash uh, my smash is going to be Declan's oh yeah okay why because that was your one no who did because as we watched it you you alerted me to the fact that you knew exactly the dish I would pick yeah. and I think you're you're talking about sardines yeah no I just no no okay so I'm gonna go with his because I just think of of everything it was cohesive mm-hmm. everything else was I would have maybe gone Phil if it was plated nicer yeah but I'm gonna go with Declan you yeah because I was probably going to go oh, with Declan's. I don't think there was a lot of smashes in this. No. Um, I would actually probably on flavour probably have gone Amy myself. Then. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I li- I like um, the idea of it. I think it could have been executed better. And your pass? Um, my, 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 I would have gone for Phil, but there was hazelnuts in there. And, and if you have listened to a few episodes before, you know I really do not like hazelnuts. My pass... I would probably go for the Katafi prawns hmm. um, because uh, of the head in uh, the sauce, or yeah, it was slight uh, shellfish. Slight. I'll explain this as well. I'll explain the sphere of fish and also the slight shellfish allergy as well. Sometimes all coming up on this season of Underbench Staples. <laughs> but no, I could. I'd. I'd eat it. It's just they looked air fryer dry. And it just didn't seem very appealing to me. Uh, so that would probably be, be my pass. But I'd still eat them. Yeah. But I'd pass. What's yours? I'm going to pass on Grace's croquettes. I just think it was so incoherent. Yeah. And like an odd choice of it, of it ingredients and okay. processes okay uh, let's wrap it up really really quickly tomorrow is going to be a big finish to big week it looked like there was slow cookers fermentation slow cooking I said slow cookers already um, uh, pickling deep frying so I think there's a return of appliances is going to be a thing can't really tell I think it's a time challenge I think yeah. they're going to extend the time in order to extend the processes oh so do you think it, you predict it's going to be one of those where it's like if you pick this you get 90 minutes you pick this you get 60 minutes love the time you option. love those ones love, love it those. love those let's see who how knows I can't wait for it yeah who gets a batchy because I need to update that chart uh, thanks for listening and actually thank you for the few people who have messaged us over the last couple of days have for listening it. we've really enjoyed it so uh, keep that up because uh, it feeds our egos and keeps us happy so thank you and chat to you tomorrow bye, bye. bye.